The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. Let's go, baby! Are you ready for a break? Yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on a break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. Hello, guys. Welcome to another episode of The Break. You okay there, Nick? Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. We're we're starting the show right away. Let's do it. Since our time is kind of limited, although it's still the full 45-minute show, but we got to get two days, two shows in one show. So mm. we're I thought gonna, you were going to say, up, since we're limited, go with the picks. Like, go. Who's uh, going to win? <laughs> <laughs> that right. wouldn't have surprised me if she went right into that. Like, okay, go. Picks. I would have. But I want to start talking about the Redskins' defense and what they got going on over there right now. And Dave is going to give us the scouting report. Okay. They're the same. One thing stayed the same in this matchup, and that's the Redskins' defense. Hmm. They're still... Didn't they get a little better with the trade? Uh, I mean... Maybe. It's haha. Ha, Clinton Dix is on the back end. I, I mean, <laughs> wow, he nailed that. You yeah. timed that Way perfectly. Way to go, Kent. <laughs> I wish the it's camera would have been on you. I just because thought that would have been perfect. Perfect. Good timing. I just, I don't. I mean, I'm not saying he's not a bad player. He doesn't drastically change this defense for me. I mean, he's a first round pick that the Packers dealt halfway through his final season. Uh, so, uh, I mean, it's all about the front for me. Uh, Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne are still there. Deron Payne's on the injury report. That's something to watch, but I bet he plays. Uh, Ryan Kerrigan and Preston Smith are both really good. Cowboys could not deal with them last time out. Just Offensive line was much different. Oh, okay. I, no, I'm just I'm just pointing I, that out. Just yeah. pointing it out for fans we'll, listening. We'll Thanks. find out if it was different there. Yeah. I mean, we'll find out if that made a, a big difference. I talked to uh, about that. I talked to Darren Woodson. Uh, actually, this morning he said he, he watches every game, uh, every team. He said nobody is playing better than that defensive line in the whole league from one side to the other, even the Rams mm-hmm. and all that. He said they are whipping everyone up front. The Redskins. Redskins. Mm-hmm. He, he I mean, was like, those guys are unbelievable. He goes, so if it, if that new guy is is going to make a difference, he's mm-hmm. like, we'll see. Because What's the best running day they've given up? Do you think anybody know? Uh, Saquon. No, no, no. That was the Eagles. Um the best running day that they've given up. They had not allowed. They have not allowed a running back to hit a hundred yards on them. I don't believe this season. I might be mm. talking out of turn. That's but. impressive. I mean, you go through a season this far without giving up a hundred yards to a to a rusher. Oh, that's, and that's, that's really I mean, impressive. It's a bold claim when you consider that the Cowboys have played the Eagles, the Texans, and the Jags to say that this is the best front they've played, but you can certainly mm-hmm. make the argument. Yeah. Uh you absolutely can. And that's really that's <clears throat> that's my point. Like ha ha Clinton Dix, okay, cool. Uh <laughs> Fabian Monroe is is playing really well. He's a guy that uh they drafted. He was part of the last game. He got hurt in the fourth quarter. Josh Norman's obviously a talented player, but like it's it's their front four for me. You know, that's playing, what it's all about. You know, he's playing really well. That in past years, like he's always seemed to me to be a kind of the kind of guy that's kind of like more talk than play is Swearinger. But this year, it seems like he's actually played really well for them. He was a former what second round pick, I want to say. Yeah, with Houston. Yeah, actually, right. he's he's always been like he's kind of reckless like yeah. he's he's a trash talking late hitting yeah uh son of a gun i mean yeah <laughs> yeah hey, we weren't on air though some other words you might throw in there but what's hey, up you know. rick flair um 
But he's playing. Yeah, he is playing really well. I mean, he forced the fumble on Dak in that game. He's yeah. got a nose for the football. He's kind of an old school safety. Like the NFL doesn't let safeties play the way he wants to play these days. So yeah, and he's no. managed to do it without getting those penalties. Like he's managed to actually make plays that affect games. And he doesn't seem like he's getting a whole lot of those, you know, those kind of penalties that that mm-hmm. cost his team no. while he's doing that. I would agree with that. Um, here I'm pulling this up for you. Washington is sixth in the league, allowing an average of 90, 95 rushing yards per game. Um, They've got really good linebackers behind their front. I don't, you know, Zach Brown and Mason Foster aren't like world changers, mm-hmm. but when you have that defensive line eating, eating up blocks, they can do a lot of work. Which, so I watched them play the Texans uh, this morning, and this is going to sound stupid, but like if you can do something with that front, you can. They had some success running on them. Alfred Blue and um, and Lamar Miller both had some nice pickups in that game. Uh, you know, they took a, a a lead early, largely based on their ability to run the ball. DeAndre Hopkins is he made a pretty sick catch against their secondary. But mm-hmm. so if you can beat Payne and Allen, I re- I mean, you can run the ball. That's it's gonna be it's so fascinating because I mean, you you yes, you are correct. The Cowboys' offensive line is playing a lot better than it did last time. So, I think we talked See, about that on we talked about it on the happy hour last night. Like, if they can run the ball, there's only one thing that really changed for the Cowboys in that time span, and it's Savior Suafilo. Yeah, so. we're gonna have a contract extension if that happens. Even though <laughs> you don't need need to, and I'm, I'm you got actually, time. Yeah, you definitely have time. You got but a few other contracts that are a little more important right now. We'll see. <laughs> you know, you know. I mean, that's one thing about the, what the Cowboys have done um, about. This year, you've kind of seen that they haven't come out and said it, but they've said it that mm-hmm. they, you know, they've made some mistakes on, on how they evaluate their own team. You know, obviously, with the we don't need a, a number one receiver. Uh, just kidding, we actually are going to go trade trade for one, <laughs> right? So, um, but and, and you wonder if they look back and, and the Ron Leary thing. I don't know if they could have done anything different, but I think that they're they're seeing that that you know you need a little bit more strength up in the in the middle. But and I don't I don't know if they would say the strategy was bad there cuz no, I the think strat- they felt like they felt like they probably wanted to get a little younger and they couldn't pay him what Denver was willing to pay. Him. Right. But but I think <clears> when you, even when you look at the guys that have done well Cooper came in and did well. I mean, you just need some size there. Yeah. You need some some bulk. I mean, Tyron Smith is he's a machine but he's not you know, he's not like an well no, he is everything. He he's an over he's overpowering. I mean, he he's all that. I mean, I I just don't think you have these maulers. I don't think you would call the, even Frederick and Martin and Tyron. I, I don't think you'd call them a mauling offensive line. They, they they're not. That's not what they do. They're really good in other ways. But I think it's nice to have one or two in there. I don't even know if Suafilo is that type of guy either, but I'm just saying you needed a little bit more push there. I think they missed it with Leary, and maybe this guy can can provide you that. Could some of that also be technique and attitude, yeah. which, again, you changed the offensive line coach, and what he the first thing he said was, we're changing, we're going back to being a lot more aggressive. Mm-hmm. Maybe that is more of what they're looking for, is they think they that these guys can be that. They're just, they weren't being coached to be that uh, with, right. with Paul Alexander. They changed that up, and hopefully they get back to that yeah. uh, a little bit more. They're going to need it. Against these two, specifically these four. Well, yeah, but they're I, all good. I mean, the, and I mean the interior guys. Yeah. Like you talk about power. I mean, uh, but yeah, I mean, hey, Tyron Smith. I think he's going to play, but he and he, we, he can't be feeling good. Yeah. So we've Preston seen Smith. 
the struggles that Lyle Collins has had in the past. And now yep. when you match him up against a guy like Smith, how, how it'll be well, Smith, it, how does that they flip and flop? Kerrigan plays on the left side a lot too, but yeah, I mean, no, I mean, these guys wrecked the game uh, in Washington. I mean, talk about Allen and Payne, but Kerrigan had two sacks and stripped Dak in the end zone, and Preston Smith recovered it. Like they, they messed that thing up for them. And yeah, no, and that's like I said, that's you know, that's cool. That's, I looked it up. DJ Swearinger has 30, uh, 40 tackles and four picks. Like he might, he's having the best season of his career. But mm-hmm. I really don't care about any of that. It's all about the front for me. And like maybe he's having the best season of his career because that front is so dominant yeah. and they're creating so much pressure. It's forcing quarterbacks to make bad decisions, and he's capitalizing on those bad decisions. It's, I mean, your left tackle is banged up. Your right tackle is not having a great season. I mean, it, it's it's concerning. If that's, I mean, if that is one thing that really, really favors the Redskins, I think that's it. That's actually a really great way to look at it too because we were talking about the interior i actually think the, the the outside is the area i may even be a little bit more worried about just because like you said your left tackle's banged up and and really i mean he's gonna battle through he's a warrior but he doesn't look he didn't look great earlier this week um and oh. then on your right side that's been the probably the biggest problem area that hasn't been corrected is your right tackle mm-hmm. now and so you're you're still a bit worried about what he's gonna do over there who did they play right before uh washington did they play jacksonville is that what the cowboys Went to the Jacksonville game and then Washington. You talking? Oh, you're Cowboys. talking about the Cowboys? Yes. Uh, I mean, because yeah, I, I re- beat up on the Jags and then went to DC. Because I remember, I, I just remember the game after Jacksonville when Dak had 82 yards rushing and he, you know, was a big part of the offensive running. And then they go to Washington and they really he wasn't really a part of of that. You know, he did yeah. have that one run, one yard, but he fumbled. But I, I just think that they've got to get to that. They've got to figure, especially when the middle is so clogged up like that, they've got to make sure that he gets some of those plays on on the edge. And the Redskins, since beating the Cowboys, uh, they beat the Giants in a very nondescript seven-point game. They got drubbed by Atlanta. They gave up 500 yards to the Bucks, but only three points in a very other, another very nondescript win. And then uh, they lost to the Texans at the gun on Sunday. So they're... I mean, you know, we talk. I always do that. Like, I'm like, oh, these guys, are, they're so good. They're so good. I mean, that yeah. resume doesn't just leap off the page at three you. points. But that's, that's that's what Tampa's been all year. Like, they will put up a bunch of yards on but people. Some weeks they get the points out of it. Some weeks they just, it's hollow yards. But you don't even have to watch the game. I didn't see one play from the game. And I can tell you exactly what happened. They, they just threw it deep to those guys. They threw it deep to those Evans and was it? Goodwin or Godwin, Jackson, Jackson yeah. and all that, but then they can't run. I mean, they don't have anybody that can run the ball. I mean, Allstott's not coming back, so they don't have anybody that can like score points. When I don't know that they there. even try. I mean, I know we're getting into Bucks talking. We'll have that I'm a just saying, later, but but really, they it, couldn't run against the Redskins. Yeah, they, that, that's the thing. So you you can throw on them all day. I mean, I, I think if if you have a capability to throw, they'll give up passing yards. I saw New Orleans get like 500 yards on them as well, but. But they, you've got to be able to run the ball when you get down there. That's going to be the key. And that's uh, easier said than done. Well, it's easier said than done. But I'm fascinated to see because they could not do it to save their lives. Yeah, I mean, it was. I mean, because 33 yards. All their all their points really were in that two minute offense at the end of the game, and then the deep ball to Gallup, um, which we can talk about him later when we get back from the break. But but I mean, I'm know, glad you brought touchdown. that up because real. I mean, Deron Payne's on the injury report, and also. The Texans had some success with tempo. Like, I mean, you know, the 
it's a good front. It's also a big front. Maybe yeah. you can wear them down by going at them. I, I don't know if the Cowboys will. They don't. Well, they do it at times. It, it just, you know, it's, it's not really a. They seem. <laughs> it's hard to know when they're going to do it, but they do it at times. They seem reluctant to do it in unconventional situations. Like mm-hmm. they, you know, if it's, if it's a zero-zero game, they're like, we're gonna get in the huddle and get to the line and. Well, you know. well, there are a few games this season where they started in 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 no huddle type situations where they just kind of were trying to get tempo established. I want to say it was the first and second game, maybe, but it was early in the season when they did it, and um, and then they kind of got away from that. And you know, they don't do it as much as I would prefer in unconventional circumstances, yeah. but it's something that I think could maybe work. Yeah. All right, let's take our first break. When we come back, we'll discuss some of the passing game and the inactives for the game day. If you're like me and you love, I mean, if you have a thing, then cutting the cord is scary. But then I found out I could switch to DirecTV now and still get the live sports I love. No satellite needed, no bulky hardware, no annual contract, just get the live sports you love. Try DirecTV now for $10 a month for three months. Visit DirecTVnow.com. DirecTV now. More for your thing. That's our thing. Use code RealDeal. Limited time. Price for a little, little package. After three months, we use monthly at full price. Currently minimum $40 unless canceled. Prices may change. New subscribers only. Cancel anytime. Content varies by package and may be limited. Restrictions apply. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk Talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and of course with yours truly, me, Brian Broadus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Playmaker, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The Playmaker includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm and a Cowboys can cooler. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word COWBOYS. The Jack Black Playmaker, 10 bucks, free shipping. While a player could look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. Back to the break. We are back, and before we went on a break, we discussed the Redskins defense and what they might be able to do to the Cowboys running game. If they are able to limit Ezekiel Elliott running the ball, Mm. they're left to the passing game, Mm. which then leads to a question mark as Mm. the receivers are going to be able to help in this game. And one of them being Michael Gallup, who earlier this week uh, suffered a loss, very tough loss in his family. His brother committed suicide and he did not fly back with the team. He stayed in Atlanta. And as of right now, I don't think he's been here yet. Actually, I'm sorry. We is he back? talked about that. that um, he, he, I think he is here in the building. He got yeah. back this morning. Today? Back this morning. Yeah. So yeah. 
have you guys heard anything? And again, this is a, a touchy subject, very personal for him and his family. But as far as his involvement in the game and participation, have you heard anything or are you even expecting him to be able to play and do something this Thursday? I think he's I think he's going to play. I think that that's part of it um, that he's that he's coming back here. I, I'm not exactly sure, and I don't know if Jason Garrett and all them knew all the details of when services were going to be. But but I, I mean the fact that he got back today, and I, I think he is going to play. Um, we'll see how much he you know. We'll see if he does anything. Um, we've seen this before, you know, where this could be ten catches for two hundred yards. I mean I mean maybe not that much, but I'm just saying. I've seen it before. I think wasn't Kevin Ogletree a few years ago that oh. had a situation like that, yeah, and yeah. New York is his best game he ever had. So you never know how guys are going to respond. Uh, Des Bryant's dad. Uh, you're right. Exactly. Yeah, Pittsburgh lost his dad. That's he had true. A good game too. So, but but you know you, you never know. But I I think that he you know he um, is expected to play in the, in the game. So I think I, I, we got to see. I think he. I mean, he wants to play clearly. Um, it it I think it just depends on what they feel comfortable giving him and what he can handle i mean he's still a rookie not practicing not being part of all that i think you know kind of just sort of spitballing off the record jason garrett was like you know it might it might not it, it might be a reduced role compared to what he's been used to but if we can get him out there that's you know that's something we'll definitely look at they have so, a lot of receivers too i mean they, yeah. they have noah brown they have lance lenore i mean they have they're kind of deep there at the wide receiver position for game day and, the, and they're all going to be active probably so you know, it's a good situation to be, have a reduced role because you do have some other guys that are not yeah. as good as him. But I'm just saying, yeah, I think, but that obviously none of that is as important as what he's dealing with. And right. so sometimes, though, you know, and, and this is what Jason was saying. I mean, everybody's different and situations are different, but sometimes being back here in a structured environment is, is the best thing for him. Just and, around people that yeah. care about you. Like yeah. being around people that care about you in a moment like this matters, I think. So, him just being with the team and if this is if this helps him manage yeah. whatever he's feeling which i can't even imagine what that's like but to what if it's helping him manage that and 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 be able to kind of get through this a little bit easier then yeah he needs to be here if that works for him and and if he needs to play then figure out a role for him for him to play yeah. so that he can kind of get through this you know yeah i um I guess we'll find out tomorrow and see what he's able to do, if anything. And I'm hope sure that Jason will Jason will talk about it later today. And so we'll see. We'll see what happens there. But as far as the inactives and the guys who have been able to practice some, how is it looking like for yeah. this week and tomorrow? And I mean, the list is pretty, still pretty long. But again, we have to consider it is a short week, so limited. It's like. Eh, that yeah. might not mean much. So yeah, and for this team, limited means you've got a shot to play or at least be active. I mean, yeah. there's enough guys that are out. Um, that was more last week's thing. It's gotten better. I, I mean, I think you can say um, Tavon Austin and David Irving, right? Tavon Austin, David Irving, Sean Lee. Yeah, I got to imagine if Adam, Jeff Swain. That's four right there. Adam Redmond has a concussion. And was out as was recently. That a walkthrough? That's I. I don't want to know. I'm just asking. I, I don't know. What I, I thought that was a walkthrough. It probably it was. That's I like. I, I, I walk hard. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Jeez. That's feels five, like maybe five. a delayed five. A, a, yeah, delayed situation That's there. Five guys. I'm saying. Yeah. Five. Um, Mike. Uh, Mike White. Obviously, he'll be there. That's six, and then 
take a look at your D linemen. Uh, you know, hopefully all of them can play, but like, you know, Daniel Ross maybe can't go. Uh, I think Woods and Taco, I think, are locks to play. All your tight ends have to be active, yeah. all three yeah. of those guys. If it's not, um, I mean, if, if all the D linemen can go, then the next place I'm looking is maybe Chris Covington because Joe Thomas is available or um, Darian Thompson, who is back on the roster now. They brought him back. They cut Christian Ringo, which is another sign that these D tackles are going to be able to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, so maybe you sit Thompson if everybody else is healthy. Oh. And hopefully nothing happens because I mean even like the guys that have been limited of course they've been dealing with kind of with something and it still scares me at least some of these guys just putting them back on the field and the possibility of something happening to them during the game you know I mean the thing about Redmond being inactive if that happens I mean you don't have a backup don't center have a backup yeah. center that Zach Martin would have to be the guy there and 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 so that means um 55 what's his name connor williams will be you know he'll be doing two so let's 52. say let's say zach, Van Der Esch, wolf hunter he might be able he to could pull, do he it could yeah be he could do it him. let's say zach has to come off like we've seen in the past for a few snaps who do you put in connor williams plays right there at, at yeah put connor in yeah yeah and the, and it. and if something were to happen to Joe Looney, I, you would shift Zach to center and play Connor at guard. And LP could snap. I'm kidding. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. Ooh, <laughs> interesting. Interesting. Oh man. Mm. Okay. Well, let's there do you that. go. <laughs> let's don't do that. All right. Let's get to Nick's segment. Oh, yeah. Game day predictions. Um, let's start off with Derek this time. Let's switch right. it around a little bit. Um. Okay. So I think this is going to be a defensive game. I think it's going to be a close game. Um, I do think the Cowboys have a little bit more than they did the last time that they played this team, and a little bit more should be enough for them to win. Because if you recall, they had an opportunity to at least get to overtime. We don't know what would have happened in overtime. But these teams are going to play each other close because they're they're very similar from the standpoint that they both have good defenses. Um, Both can be challenged at time offensively. Both have pretty decent running games. Uh, I think the Redskins running game is probably one of the under-heralded defense, uh, running games in the league. I think uh, Adrian Peterson's done a pretty good job there with what they've had. So all that being said, I think it's a close game. I think the Cowboys pull it out at home. Uh, I think the final score is 20-16 to 16, Dallas. Okay. 20-16. to 16. Field goals. Yeah. Lots of field, field goals. goals. <laughs> yeah. I think Dallas will hold them to a lot so of field 20, goals. 20 points suggests two touchdowns and two field goals? Yes. So is Brett for Washington. Watch this. Is Brett Maher going two of two or no. two? Uh-oh. No. no. Oh wow. Uh-oh. No. Okay. No, I, he'll I, continue the streak. Okay. No, yeah. I've got um, I've got Dallas winning this game. I think they're going to be in a little bit more control. Um, I think they'll be some they'll be in control most of the game. But McCoy, he's he's kind of he's kind of sneaky. He he'll he'll do some things for him. Um, try to keep him close. I think Dallas is going to have a little. It's, it's going to be a little bit more scoring. I think something really? about Thanksgiving Day game. Yeah, they. You watch. You watch. When we get to the press box, Detroit will be having a couple touchdowns on Chicago, and they'll be. They'll, there's just more things that happen on those Thanksgiving Day games. I think you'll see a little bit more points. I've got 26 for the Cowboys, but that that means four field goals by Mahar, or hmm. maybe a missed extra point in there. We'll see. But I got 26 for the Cowboys. 26-17 Dallas. I think oh. that they, they do so run you, the ball. You think it's about fourth quarter? We're just going to be chilling. 26 to 17. Yeah. No, because no, that means... That's two no. scores, though. That doesn't mean they'll be up by two scores in the third. Like, it could be... That could happen at 20 the 20 to 17, 
McCoy's driving pick six to the house. Oh. Missed extra point. <laughs> six, seven. Missed extra point. <laughs> I would love to see a pick six. We never get to watch pick six. I know. The last, the last one. Against Washington, actually. Byron Jones. Byron Jones. Byron Jones. Yeah. Those are fun. B. Jones. Those are fun. Best cornerback in the league. I hope you're right because they scored six on Thanksgiving last year in one of the more miserable affairs. That was not fun. I've ever oh, watched. Oh, man. I put that like in Rocky Five in my mind. Like that game's out. Like, <laughs> that didn't even happen. I forgot about that game. Speaking of, Creed. Creed. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Creed 2. excited about that. I'm not. I, I don't have a feel for like the specifics of this game. I just think. I just think that the Cowboys, sh- I keep saying should. They should win. They should win. And that, like, the fact that they should means I don't completely trust them, but they're on- they've won two games in a row. They won it in adverse circumstances, road games against better offenses than this one, in my opinion, especially now that you bring in Colt McCoy instead of Alex Smith. And I just. I did- they should win. Like if you could hold Atlanta, win, I'm, 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 I'm I'm Amber right now. Just like win the damn win the damn game. Like what? Stop. Uh, just do Quit it. Quit fooling around. Just ruin the freaking game. Exactly. Do your job. I don't care how. Just do it. I think <laughs> Xavier. It I think Xavier Suafila will make a difference. I think they're going to run the ball a lot better. I certainly you know, they held Washington to 20 points, and that was with a defensive touchdown last time. They should be able to hold these guys to 17 or less. And they should be able to score more than that. So, like, I, I, I agree with you. Like, I, I they'll score, but I can't. I can't imagine <laughs> them getting to thirty either. That's so. I'm uh, twenty twenty four to sixteen Cowboys. Hmm. Okay. I, uh, to I'm going to add Michael Gallup touchdown in my. That would be fun. I hope you're right. I hope you're right. That happens. Do you want to just go ahead and predict the whole game, like play by play? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Cowboys get. Cowboys will two. not win the toss. <laughs> Cowboys will not win the toss. So they're gonna have to start with the ball. They're gonna start at the twenty-five. This is what's gonna happen. They're gonna kick it off, and Jordan Lewis is gonna go like this, and it's gonna go over his head. They'll start okay. at the twenty-five. Okay. They'll... You already lost me there. Okay. Thank you. We don't okay. have the top of that. That part was right though. Like he's gonna yeah, be hundred percent right on all yeah. that. <laughs> The, Boy, Dave just called me out on the happy hour last I night. I did not what call you, you out. <laughs> well, Shannon was trying to give me some some props. He was like, you know, this guy, he, he always predicts like what's going to happen, and he, he's pretty good at it. And then Dave's like, no. First of all, you said it was a ner- – it was, it was what did you say? It was at a nervous um, – so I, I said I think it's a nervous habit that makes you feel like you have a little bit of control over what's going on. That so, actually is great. So I yeah. actually agree with that. So yeah. he said that, yeah, he, he gets some things right because he picks something every right. single He's play. He's got to shoot. And I told Shannon, I was like, <laughs> Shannon, like, Shannon, you spend five minutes with Nick in the fourth quarter. So, like, you hear him predict, like, I don't know, something. Eight, eight plays. Yeah. or yeah. Make, yeah. They hear it the whole game. Yeah. Yeah. He's day. already hit about – he's already put out about 50 during the yeah. game. All <laughs> game. Hit on Every two, yeah. <laughs> uh, a more a than that, maybe. Than He's got a higher percentage than that, but yeah. he misses just as Basically, many as he hits. Basically, what I said is, if I really just shut up, that would be better. <laughs> you know, that's really what it comes down to. Maybe just talk too much. That was kind of fun. Everybody's got their ticks. I mean, Derek charts the game. You predict everything. I <laughs> yeah. rub my eyebrow. You know, it's fine. <laughs> that's a weird press box, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know what's Rob. A lot doing. of craziness going on in there, huh? I don't know what Rob's doing. Rob puts know. his phone on his lap, like all the way underneath the table and then he'll 
Is that where he's tweeting? Or send he's tweeting something. Yeah, there? but I'm like, no, what? I haven't noticed that. Hey, I don't think he does it anymore, but sometimes uh, in the past, I mean, Rob, Rob will throw some 80s music out there in the middle of the game, but that a lot of that headphones? Has, yeah, a lot of that has to do with um, just some of the surrounding Trying to get rid of just some of the surrounding people. Sorry. A lot of stuff going on. Pick. <laughs> What's <laughs> your prediction? I am picking the Cowboys this time, Woo-hoo! and I am going to say 25 23. I like the weird score. Yeah. I, I like a good weird score. You know, 19 points. I like 25, I have 26. 25, yeah. 23. I'm going mm. with that. But um, my big question, Mark, and I wanted to ask you guys this, is how confident do you feel that the Cowboys would be able to do something else if the Redskins are able to limit the running game? Because we've seen in the past how as soon as the running game is out, the Cowboys don't really know how to get a win out of that kind of situation. So based on where the Cowboys are now and the changes, the few changes that have happened thus far, including the addition of Amari Cooper, are you feeling confident that they would be able to handle that? No. No. Well, but the thing about it is without the running game, you you said it before, when they played the Redskins, they got 33 yards rushing out of Zeke, right? Yeah. Um, And they still were right there in the game. It wasn't like they – and, by the way, one of those touchdowns that the Redskins got was off a – what I call somewhat of a fluke play. Um, Quarterback doesn't always get sacked and lose a ball in the end zone for a touchdown, right? So all that being said, as poorly as they ran the ball that day, because of the way this team is 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 structured, I'm talking about the Redskins, Cowboys still had plenty of opportunities to win the game. So I don't know that it necessarily – I don't know that it means if they can't run the ball, they can't necessarily win the game against the Redskins because that game showed that they still were right there in the game and it, it but didn't they, make that as huge a difference. Did lose, I get though, it. Right? No, I get that. Okay. I get that. But I'm saying, no, I'm saying there were a lot of fluke things that happened in that game. They missed a, a field goal there at the end to get them to overtime. They had a touchdown, a defensive touchdown they gave up there in the end zone. So I, I don't know. Just, I just don't think I don't think that them not being able to run the ball the last time was the reason that they lost. It could have helped, but I don't think it was the reason they lost. Just as a general theme, I don't trust them to figure something else out to win the game if that's not working. I mean, they almost beat Houston too, but they yeah. didn't, and they couldn't run the ball. Like they they don't do the other things consistently enough. To where if they if the run game's not working, that I think they're going to dig their way out of it. I mean, that doesn't mean the game won't be competitive, but yeah. I just don't trust them to figure it out enough to win. I mean, when, when you think about it, the, there's a reason why this team's five and five. I mean, like the, they beat the Lions on a field goal, they beat the Falcons on a field goal, they lost to the Redskins and it was close. I mean, they they're losing close game and they lost to the the, the uh, Texans. So you can, <laughs> those two games kind of equal each other. I think their win against the the. Um, the the Giants early in the year was similar to their loss to the to the Seahawks. I mean, everything's kind of the, the the same a little bit, and so it all balances itself out. I mean, that's that's what this team is. That's why they're they're not that good. They're, yeah. they're a five and five football team. I mean, sometimes you're going to win. Sometimes you, I mean, sometimes you're going to win a close. Sometimes you're going to lose a close. That's how they play. True. They're on they're on the eight and eight track. Yep. All right, let's take our final break. And when we come back, send us some questions. Hit us up at Cowboys Break on Twitter or give us a call at Derek. Phone number? 888-855-2297. Again, 888-855-2297. There you go. All right. While a player could look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. 
That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. It's time for tailgate with the Otterbox boys. Otterbox? The makers of those crazy protective phone cases? The one and only. They're also wild about protecting parking lot parties from sad drinks. It's why they made Elevation Tumblers. Rumor around the Crock-Pot is they're made from stainless steel with a copper lining to keep temps hot or cold. True. They even come in seven different sizes, up to 64 ounce, the growler. Hmm. I like how Otterbox drinks. I mean, thanks. And that's been tailgating with the Otterbox boys. Check out all the colors and sizes of their Elevation Tumblers at otterbox.com. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Playmaker, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The Playmaker includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm and a Cowboys can cooler. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word COWBOYS. The Jack Black Playmaker, 10 bucks, free shipping. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. A man's Stetson doesn't just protect him from life's elements. It projects an unstoppable and legendary spirit, just like the men wearing silver and navy on the field every Sunday. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. They are still the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find Stetson hats in the pro shop or at Stetson.com today. Back to the break. We are back on the third segment of the break. I uh, know I hear Tommy John is pretty yeah, we good. Don't have stuff. Time for all this. Tommyjohn.com forward slash cowboys. You get 20% off your first order. You've heard it. You know how to what to do. Go get some for the holidays. It'd be great for everybody. All right. Cool. Oh, you got something to say? You got something I mean, you want to talk about? It's a condensed show. We've said it a thousand times. Daniel is waiting on Go the line. Get your Tommy Ooh. John. All right. Yeah, Daniel. Daniel from Texas. Oh. We got him on the line. Daniel, are you there? Danny. I'm here. Hey. I'm here. What's hey, up? love the show. Uh, it's good to finally get to talk to you guys. All right. Love Thank the show. You. Thank you. Thanks. Uh, my question is, last, uh, a couple of days ago, uh, Brian was talking about, you know, uh, receivers going over the middle and this uh, whole defenseless receiver um, penalty. How come or why is it that we don't use um, more throws over, crossing over the middle with Beasley or with Gallup or even with Cooper? I know back in the, in the Des Bryant days, uh, we used to run that a lot with slants, and we'd get some pretty good production out of those plays. Just uh, what are your thoughts on that? Dak. You know, get a- 
<laughs> it's it's that's not it's not his strength i mean romo could see the field a little bit better and that he, he was more confident in this throw and about throwing i mean you, when you think about it from that field level view you got to throw it over the guy and under the safety and over the linebacker and, and you gotta and, know where all those got, guys yeah. are yeah i mean romo, that was something that romo could do he would really could just look at a defense and know where things where guys were going to be he was really good at moving players with his eyes and pointing and all that uh, you know, he played the game like a point guard. That's not really what Dak does. That's not his strength. And that's when you throw the ball over the middle. If you if you miss, uh, I mean, this guy's having some problems throwing it to screens in the flat. If you miss over the middle, it smells like an interception a lot. So um, that's not his strength, and I, that's why you don't see that throw a whole lot. I will. I mean, they throw over they the throw middle. Some. Well, Cooper. Had, I mean, they do slants. They've done. They've done them with. It's the only thing Hearns catches, and and Cooper's run them. And if Beasley catches a ball, it's more than likely going to be over the middle. His 19-yarder that set up the game winner the other day was over the middle. It's just really nice right route, by the way. It's the range. Like they don't throw it over the middle if it's more than eight to 12 yards. Which I mean, you don't see deep posts in this offense. One of my favorite routes in football is the deep crosser. If you think about. Uh, the play that D.D. Westbrook scored on the yeah. Cowboys on just, you know, you start on the left side and basically just run yeah. across the field, getting deeper. And like, you don't see that really. But they used to do that a lot when, with Romo. Well, when, you know, that was, that was one of the staples of their offense. I don't. I think it's a little bit trust and it's a little bit playing to his strengths. I don't think they want to throw that far downfield over the middle in the safety range. I think Nick's right. Get leads to interceptions. I don't think it's a coincidence that the vast majority of the time when he throws more than 15 yards downfield, it's outside the numbers because mm -hmm. it mitigates the risk. Yeah. Um, sorry. That's, you know, you're working with the quarterback you have. It's not to say he won't be able to throw those balls at some point in his career, but it's not something that they really want him doing right now. And just to be fair, it, it could also be that just the offensive coordinator, that's not something he chooses to do. It's true, right? too. Uh, it doesn't I mean, necessarily to be, have to be because he doesn't think yeah. Dak can throw it. It could be that the offensive coordinator just says, I think there are other plays that I think are better suited for our offense. Uh, that, again, if we're running offense, mitigate risk a little bit more. And uh, and that those are the plays we choose to, to run. Totally fair. Yeah. Mitigate. I like that word. Mitigate? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we have it in Spanish, but I've never heard it in English. What's in, what's in Spanish? Mitigar. Oh, okay. Pretty similar. I learned something. Similar. Learned something. Similar. Awesome. All right, here's a question from Keith. Any thoughts on Dallas using a new punt returner? Beasley might have solid hands, but never gives much of a return. Starting field position has been horrible. Nick was joking about him the other day. You said something during the game about, oh, here we go with, with safe hands. <laughs> well, something he's back there him. because he's sure-handed and he never drops the ball. Right. And this was it was about like 10 minutes after he had just missed that touchdown. So, um, you know, a lot of the times those, you know, the, the ball's like at midfield and then he's supposed to catch it around the 10-yard line. And, you know, I think everyone trusts him doing that. There's, there's not a lot of different plays where the guy's like, you know, wide open and just just go make a play that's not his strength though that's not what he's going to do i don't know who else would be your punt returner for that especially well your punt returners hurt i mean yeah Tavon. Tavon's not playing right now i mean you could ask jordan lewis to do it mm -hmm. but no you know no offense to jordan lewis i mean he hasn't been bad doing the jet sweep stuff but he hasn't He's not just out there being one shoestring tackle away from going to the house to where I'm like, give this guy opportunities. Like, I'd rather just just catch the ball. Yeah, and my thing and on, on the, it's not great. I get it. It isn't great, but even I don't even have a better Tavon, solution. I mean, 
even the best punt returners, they frustrate you when they don't catch it. They go up there and they don't really want to catch it, and then it bounces and then it rolls 15, 20 more yards. I mean, the key is just catching the, the ball, and I think Beasley does a pretty good job with that. You're not seeing a lot of punt returners anymore making a lot of plays. I mean, this that's just the way the rules are set up and the way it's, people punt. The it's, NFL is doing its best to take special teams, at least, I mean, obviously field goal kicking, but, like, returns are just not part of football right now. It doesn't seem like it, at least. Um, so, I... I don't know about changing it. It doesn't doesn't seem like a well, big deal because I mean you who, gotta have who are you putting out yeah. there? It's, it's probably Jordan Lewis or Lance Lenore. No, no. you don't. It's not you don't have you don't have it. You know, like you said, you don't have a game breaking punt returner to put out there. Now, if you had a guy, and then we had this discussion last year, should you put Dez out there? Right? If yeah. you had a guy that you thought was really an electric type player that could make a huge play out of something on a punt return then maybe you consider it. I just don't think you got those guys if, right now, and so you just go with a sure hand. If Tavon was fully healthy and not returning punts, that would annoy me, but he's not. So, yep. According to Nick, he is healthy. No. <laughs> he's, Dancing he's around. Not, he's, not, he's just getting close to coming back. I'm not saying he I, – I just would – I wonder maybe if – Next week, time he does maybe. it, can you get me a video? I just want to yeah. see what he's doing that makes you just this so assured, today we practice. assured that, he's, uh, yeah. that he's ready, that he's almost ready to go. Okay. Just I'm gonna show. I'm gonna show you what I, what right, I see. Please. He's he's just getting there. I, I would imagine if I'm a player and I'm stretching and looking up, I'm like, why is he not playing? Like, <laughs> he seems ready to go. Hey. Are you expecting Maher to miss another kick? Mm. Derek already said yes. So well, until I see something different. Yeah. Right now, he's gonna I, keep I just streak. what I know right now is that he is he is pretty inconsistent. There's been too many times over the last four games. He's missed at least one time in the last four games, and that is troubling. So until he gets to a point he where he's got one a, the, against the Titans, yes, yes, yes. That was it. Started with Washington, right? The range of his misses is what's a bummer too. I mean, Washington hated the coaching decisions there. Bob, we know penalty backed it up. So like, <laughs> all right, you miss a fifty-five yarder outside the post, that's yeah. fine. Yeah. But thirty-eight. At AT&T, I know the roof was open. I don't care. Yep. Uh, 42 against Philly. Got to make that. Extra point. Yep. Those are – so all of them are within 42 yards. And, 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 his, and, his, and his makes are, are – I mean, yeah. his makes are, are all over the place as well. Like, you know, Garrett said in training camp he was just a machine. It was just like down the middle it's every time. It's boom, 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 boom. And now – even the ones that he's making, it's like whoa, he's sneaking it in here. So he's just not striking the ball as well as he did before. And that, yeah, have you guys seen that video aside from the sideline that we put out yesterday? I haven't watched it yet. No. On the video, when when he makes that final game winner, it was really really oh, yeah. close. But if you notice, they showed a, a clip of Zeke and Zeke standing there watching it. <laughs> I swear, the way he looks, he thought it was a miss because he kind of looked like at first, like oh my. Oh, and then it's like, oh, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, we won, we won, okay. Yeah. But I think, and I think a lot of Mickey was was going like, oh my God, he almost missed that kick. Yeah. That was a very close kick. So even the ones he's making, like you said, they aren't just right down the middle. They make you really nervous. Jerry Jones said, uh, you know, they asked him about that. Oh, we're leaving. Damn, he was he was like all. He's like, all my doubts about it went away when After he when he barely made it, and I'm like, what did you? That doesn't sound like all your nervous. doubts went away to me, but anyway. We'll all right, see. the time is up. Happy Locker Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Open. Happy Thanksgiving. We're going to try to go get the final scoop before tomorrow's game for Derek Eagleton, Nikki Mint, 
David Hellman, Amber Garcia. This has been Cowboys Break on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!